0: 100% of entrepreneurs will be the bottleneck in their business not once but several times it happens to the best of us it will happen to you and nobody talks about it until now hi i'm Laurent Nautin the bottleneck coach my job is to get entrepreneurs unstuck when they become the bottleneck in their business but what does it mean to be the bottleneck how to diagnose it What are the symptoms and most importantly, how to get out of it? These are some of the questions I cover in this podcast. So join me every week as I ask entrepreneurs to share their experiences on how they've cracked the entrepreneur bottleneck. This is episode 134. We are blessed today as my guest is Aitakin Tank, the pioneering WYSIWYG online form builder, CEO and founder of Jotform, which Entrepreneur Magazine named one of the best privately owned companies in America. In 2016, that was that was like 10 years after JotForm was funded. Today, Uh, In 2023, JotForm serves over 20 million users worldwide and employs a team of more than 500. In addition to his role as CEO, Aitakin is also a productivity and automation enthusiast, obviously, and have recently authored the book, Automate Your Busy Work, Do Less, Achieve More, Save Your Brain for the Big Stuff. Hey, hi, Tekin. Thank you very much for joining me today.
1: Hello, Lauren. Uh, great to be on your show.
0: Uh, you know what? It's going to be great because we're going to talk about pro- uh, bottlenecks. I know you love bottlenecks. <laughs> I love bottlenecks. <laughs> yeah, I love <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, <Yeah. laughs> so that's one thing we share in common. But one thing is that you also love writing. Uh, and you, 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 you wrote a book, as I mentioned, but you also been writing many articles. And one of your recent articles on fast company is titled your to-do list is sabotaging your true productivity.
1: Yeah. How is that? So here's the thing. Um, I mean, to-do to do lists are fine, but uh, the problem with to-do lists is if you try to do everything with to-do lists that they don't work really well. Um, mm. Because... Um, And I have a better strategy that I called the hunter strategy. So the hunter strategy is um, in the like back old, like, you know, when humanity uh, was actually, you know, before the civilization, right? When we woke up, like we didn't create a to-do list. What we did was uh, we would would feel hungry. So we would go hunt food for ourselves right um and and we had a single thing in our mind and we would go for that and uh, we would achieve that and only after that we would you know look into other things so the problem with to-do list or like inbox and you know all those uh getting things done things is that the the prioritization is messed up so it's like you know uh, so one of the things I don't do, I never do, uh, in before noon is to check my emails, mm-hmm. I never check my emails. I never check my to-do lists. What I will do is, um, I will, u- I will try to figure out like, what's my hunter strategy for, for, uh, for today? Like what's the most important thing for me today to, to accomplish? And, uh, and sometimes it's very obvious. Like, you know, I have something really important for my business that I need to work on, maybe I'm just writing a chapter for my book, maybe I'm thinking about a problem, but most of the time it's actually not obvious, so I I will give myself time to figure that out. So what I do is, uh, I use Mac, and I use this app called IA Writer um, for Mac, and basically it's just a text editor, It's there's nothing special to it, except that you can make it full screen, you can make it like uh, black background. So every morning I will launch IA I, I rider on full screen. And the only thing I see is a blinking cursor. Like this, this is this black screen. And I have mm. one of those good like Mac uh monitors. And uh on that like there's a blinking cursor. That's it. And I will just start typing whatever that comes to my mind. And that's uh that's basically something called morning pages uh by julia i I forgot her first last name right now but uh so there's a book uh about that and so every morning i start typing and uh and whatever comes to my mind and as time went went, goes on that i will figure out like what's the most important for me to work on today and I give myself that time because, like you know, we we all like we sometimes wake up wake up tired, mm. confused, depressed, you know, sick. Whatever whatever happens, I just need some time. You know, I have my coffee. I usually go to gym in the morning as well. So I go to gym. You know, I send my kids to school. I go to gym, and I have, I have my coffee, and I'm just you know thinking about the day. And I will work on that, the most important task of the day first. And and I don't look at my to-do list. I don't look at my email inbox because the problem with to-do list is that everything has the same priority. Like you have the, you know, get the milk for house is same priority as like apply for grad school or like, you know, create this big strategy for your business. And mm. not like there's this, um, there's, a, there's this uh, productivity tool called, productivity, uh, it's called Eisenhower Matrix. And um, Eisenhower actually said that, um, he said that like, there are, I have two kinds of problems. Uh, the, there are the uh, urgent ones, and they are usually not important. And there are the important ones that are you know, usually not urgent. And the problem is we are always working on, like, those urgent and important problems or urgent and unimportant problems. But the important things is, like, you know, the urgent and important problems are just obvious. So, you know, and but they happen very seldom. Yeah. What, we, what everyone is, like, the, the biggest problem we have today is, like, we have so much things going on. Like, every everybody is busy. And my book is actually called Automate Your Busy Work for a reason. Everybody is so busy these days. And I'm also so busy, but it's important that you, you take the time to work on the important things and it doesn't happen by itself. Like you have to time box it. You need to like really schedule it. And the best time, like this is different for everyone. Like the best time to work on important thing for me is the morning time. I go to gym, I send the kids to school. I go to gym, take shower and sit, you know, have my coffee and sit in front of computer, this blank screen with cursor blinking. That's when I actually, when I'm most productive, when I'm more, most creative and I make sure that I don't waste that time with like busy work, with my cleaning inboxes or cleaning my to-do lists. I'm sure, you know, to-do to-do lists are important because you don't want to forget about stuff. But mm. they shouldn't be, you know, your higher priority. They shouldn't take your uh, most important time. And you know that's what I do until like from like, uh, nine thirty to like noon. That's like those two and a half hours is like my, my most productive time, and I'm really excited about the work and uh, being creative. And I use that that time well. And after that, it's like it's downhill. Like like you know, my attention is lost. Like I I cannot think well. So I use that time to you know process my emails you know, do meetings and, you know, check my, uh, to-do list, things like that. But it's important that, uh, and this is really, and you know, your podcast is for podcast is for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Entrepreneurs, we have like really important things. Like, you know, if we, if we, if we, if we have a product or service, how do we find clients or customers for our product or service? Like that's really important. How do we improve our product or service? So we need to make sure that we are spending our time, our most productive time, on those important questions, as opposed to other things. Other things you can you can you can figure them out when you when you you, you don't have the same kind of uh you know energy, your mind uh when you don't have such a clear mind.
0: So focus on what matters the most first. Yeah, that's what okay. you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. So forget your to-do list because your to-do list can become the bottleneck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I, it's 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 interesting because I I I used to have to do lists like a long very long to-do list which turned into uh you know failing lists. <laughs> and now yeah. I'm using I'm using a, a three bullet point technique. So every day I have three bullet points and that's it. If I am able to do those three things you know, and some of the things that i do that i, that I write on my list uh uh i repeat them every week they are recurrent tasks mm-hmm. and when I'm able to do that i have a good I had a good day and it gives me a sense of achieve, a sense of achievement what what technique do you use for your your to do list how, how long is it the real one
1: <laughs> um i actually use uh email <laughs> that's that's a okay. very good. so um so the thing is uh, when you use the hunter strategy you don't actually have such a big to do list uh because right. because you're constantly figuring out all those important things and the the unimportant stuff is just uh they are like you know they're not that important and and also i try to automate as much as possible uh those you know i delegate I automate, and automation is also, you know, it's actually delegation. You're basically delegating it to a service, an you know, automated service, a product, something like that. And uh, so I try to not have mean unimportant things. I try to uh, systematically get rid of those things that are actually taking my time, that are not important, so that I can actually spend my time on important stuff. And I think that's really important because when you are busy with all the unimportant stuff, it's just very hard to do the important stuff. You you can get lost in them. And uh, so I mentioned like the emails. So I use this news feature a lot. Uh, let's say someone asks me to do something and it's not very important. I will just like, uh, I'll just, you know, save it for like, I will just uh, make sure it shows up in, in my inbox like a week later. Mm. For, uh you know or if i have to do something i will just write myself an email and i will just snooze that email for like two days and then two days later i check it again so it's important that that to-do lists are not really take like they're not controlling me i'm actually controlling them uh and the way i was able to achieve that was using the emails because um i have a system in my emails uh and I can talk a little bit about that. I think that's really important, but basically the system also allows me to, because I clean my email, emails, that I can also use it as a to-do list because I can, uh, you know, I will get that. I will not lose it.
0: So so, so, so we started talking about, about bottlenecks the emails being, you know, drawn into emails, either, you know, being, being sabotaged by your to-do list. You mentioned, you also mentioned, um, you know, when you don't delegate earlier in the in a conversation what other like very common bottlenecks do you see uh, that are you know that are very specific to
1: entrepreneurs uh the, the common model bottlenecks for entrepreneurs right yeah. that's the question um so i do actually um provide like coaching to entrepreneurs i will usually do that like without like Usually people do angel investing and then they, they provide coaching. I will usually not do that. I will just, you know, I like to provide advice and without no strings attached, like just uh, help, help, help entrepreneurs uh, with their ideas, what they are building. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, common pro- the biggest common bottlenecks is uh, like, I think the, the biggest problem uh, they have is they are usually building their product or service. Behind closed doors, and um, but here's the thing um, that that doesn't work because what you want to do is uh, you wanna uh, you wanna release as early as often as possible so that mm. your, provide, your product or service people are using it and then they are giving you feedback so that you can build on top of those feedback. Yeah, and even at Chatform, the way we built our product is this way. Um, Let's say so we have these product teams that are independent. They are like startups, like usually like they are cross-functional. They have the designer, product manager, you know, user researcher, you know, front-end, back-end developers, and um, and they have independence. And one thing we ask them to do is like uh, as soon as they start the project, we want them to release release it within one to three months. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if it's an easy product feature, like just release a version of it in one month or like uh, in three months and then, you know, release it to very small number of people at JotForm. Like one person, they start with one percent of JotForm users and then they go to five percent and we want them to have like these active users while developing the product. If, let's say, you know, let's say we, we told the team, okay, build JotForm sign. And uh, because our users, when they're filling the forms, they need to sign documents as well as a part of their form uh, filling. So let's, we need a product called JobFormSign. from sign. And then the, but the team actually starts that. And within like three months, they release an MEP version and they, they released it to some users. And people start using that and, um, and start getting feedback. The problem is because the reason this is important is because uh, the the entrepreneur or the startup uh, you know the team has a different idea but what people need is very different yeah. so if you just work on something behind bars or behind a curtain that uh like you you are going to be building something that's that's not what people want and um, and we try to and then you follow like their feedback how people use it what do they do like, are they happy with the product? What do they want? And then you, you keep talking to the uh, users who use the feature or the product, and then you improve on it. So I think that's yeah. a very common problem. And I know people who have been working on a product for three years and never used by someone else. And they say, "I'm, it's not ready, it's not good. If I release yeah, it, I... I like it.
0: This is this is interesting because so, so the first thing you're mentioning I see that a lot among startup funders especially but I do see that also with more experienced entrepreneurs the, the, the difficulty they have to get out of the technical solution and focus like more on our on our customers you know what do customers want because yeah. you know at the end of the day don't forget who is paying for the bills yeah. <laughs> the customers
1: how do you decide like what's how do you start where to start right I think yeah. that's a- that's a big question, and I think it's a really good question. And you should be able to ask for that. Mm-hmm. And the way I was able to come up with uh, Jotform was uh, the idea for Jotform was before Jotform. I was working as a developer for a, in New York for a, for a media company, and one of the tasks that I had to do was like create online for, forms for our websites. Like we had like hundred websites. I was creating like contact forms, like registration form, pay, payment forms, and like surveys, polls. And I was constantly building these forms, but I didn't like doing that. I wanted to find a product that can actually take over this for me, but I couldn't find a product. And that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to actually you know quit my job and I'm going to actually build this product because I know that right. since we had this, we needed this a lot, other people will also need it. And as soon as I... And I worked on it for like six months. Mm-hmm. I quit my job and then I worked on it for six months and I know that it wasn't ready. So I, I released it as a free product. I didn't ask for money because I wanted to get feedback from them. Yeah. And as soon as I released it, like, they were like, hey, this is really cool, but it, it's missing like, so many essential things. Like, it doesn't have the emails. It doesn't send me emails. I cannot customize emails after you know form is received. It's missing this and that. And and for one year, I actually improved the product with the feedback from users, feedback from free users, and then I released the paid version. So for the first one and a half years, uh, there was no money coming in from this product. But I made sure that people were using it, and I, I was getting feedback from them. And as soon as I released the paid version, like we, I had like 500 people subscribe to the paid version. Because now it was a good product, and because I I, I got their feedback and I was able to, uh, you know, provide them what they need. And so I constant constant
0: that. feedback from your customers is one of the reasons you're so successful today.
1: Yeah, you would say. Yeah. yeah. The other problem, the other common problem I see, the bottleneck I see is that uh, they are either they are working on the product, but they are not working on the distribution. They are not working on the marketing. Mm. And okay, I'm talking about just from like you know I suddenly knew how how to do these things. Actually, I released my first product when I was in college. So while I was working for that media company for five years, I was actually doing all these side products like on my free time. Like even like when I was working full time, I would wake up in the morning and I would answer some customers and then go to my full time job and. At night, I would come back. I would ask for some other customers, work on a little bit of my product. I would work mm. on... And over the weekend, I would read all the entrepreneurship books. Uh, I would go to like Barnes and Novel and read books from morning to night. And...
0: Uh, you were the very dedicated. <laughs> I was prepared
1: <laughs> for the book being, getting, getting full-time. I definitely like, you know, prepared myself. That's why, yeah. that's why when I started full-time, I was actually ready. And... Um, when I was doing all these, like, I, I had like five other unsuccessful products before JotForm, but I was doing them like on my site, on the site. I was earning some, but I, it wasn't, they weren't very successful. Uh, and the, the one lesson I learned from them was like, you can build the best product in the world, but yeah. no one will come and find it for you. They are not going to find it for you. They, you need to promote your product. You need to do marketing for your product. And uh, like, how do you do that? It's it's really hard. But so one of the approaches I used was like, there was a business of software forum. And I would go there and I would, you know, uh, make comments there. And I like, request comments from people. That actually helped a lot when I launched my product because there was a community that was ready to listen. Uh, and I actually learned how to pitch to like, like media, like, uh, I was able to like, I, I found an angle for my product for JotForm and I, I used that angle uh, because it was like a drag and drop and everything. So it was a very interesting product at the time, like in 2006. It's like, uh, you know, uh, having a web page based product that's like, you know, working like a desktop app app was like a, something interesting at that time. It was different. Mm. So I, I used the technology angle to pitch to these uh, different media companies. And that really worked because they wrote about JotForm, and that Mm. also brought uh, traffic. And I also learned like SEO, like writing, you know, content, things like that, that also brought traffic. So, and I have this rule, uh, 50-50 rule, that uh, basically what what I advise uh, entrepreneurs is like spend half of your time, 50% of your time on your product or service, and... 50 percent of your time on marketing your product uh growing your product on growth um that includes like seo that includes like talking about your product in communities in different places that includes like you know going doing networking and um you know there are many things you can do to grow your product uh but if you if you spend half of your time on growing your product that's you're going to be, and it it really works well because if you have the best product in the world, but no one knows about it, yeah. it doesn't matter. No one cares about yeah. it. Yeah. But if you, if you are constantly doing, like, if you are really good sales, like, I actually uh, advise some really good sales and they are really good at marketing sales, but their product sucks. So, they can bring people, and every time I meet them, that, they say like, I got this, Incredible customer, like they give good names, like really good, uh, you know, logo names. And but but the thing is, like I meet when I meet them, like next time, like six months later or three months later, they they talk about other good, uh, you know, other good customers. So every time it's changing because they cannot keep the customers because the product mm. is not good. That's why fifty-fifty is important. You wanna make sure that your product is also good if you are losing a customer because your product is not good, it's a good time to just focus on your product or service so that, uh, you know, it's it's, the people you bring are not like having a bad experience and then leaving you. And that's, you know, that's the churn rate. So if you, if you follow this 50 50, and if you, if you are persistent, if you keep persistent to improving your product, your growth, your marketing uh, constantly, I think you're going to be successful. You'll find success. You're going to change your product because feedback, like if you cannot find anybody to use your product, that actually means that you need to change your product. Yeah. And you want to do that uh, before you spend like two years on your product. You want to spend like as min- minimal time as possible. Uh, get 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 people to use it. And when, when they use it, they will start giving you feedback. Like, And if they really need your product, they are going to be angry. Like, why yeah. is your product not working correctly? Why is why are you missing good this point. feature already? Like I have been talking, I've been asking for this feature so many times. And I always tell like, and I was doing support, uh, customer support for, my, for just one for the last two, three years by, by myself. And I always tell uh, our support team that if people are angry, it's actually a good thing. Of course, we don't want them to keep angry for a long time. Because this that tells us that they actually need our product so much like that our product is so important for them that even a minor feature minor bug can like make them really angry at us. Mm-hmm. So that means like, you know, we have, we, we really need to make sure that like we are providing a good service. Like we have a stable service um, and it's really important part of their business. And if we mess up that we are messing up their business and uh, you know, this, that's you know, that's it's not a good thing, but it's a good thing that they get yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> no,
0: no I, I understand it's it's a great point actually. When your customers are angry, it yeah. means they're telling you something you should listen <laughs> because they yes. want your product. And again, it's 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 all about it's all about feedback. You're saying I spend fifty percent on sale, fifty percent of marketing, but mm-hmm. that includes that includes feedback and this is your key message here is never stop talking to your customers, always collect feedback always ask questions for them, otherwise we end up the bottleneck. And now, so what is interesting is that experience you, you have, but there was, when we prepared this, this uh, com- uh, conversation together, mm-hmm. I asked you to tell me a story about when you were the bottleneck in your business. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you remember it, sure. but it, so, so can, you, can you tell us, it was like two or well, three yeah, years I, after I just, you created JotForm.
1: <laughs> so I just mentioned that I was doing support for the last two, three years. And so here's the thing. I'm a product guy. I love working on products. And I was able to continue doing job for for 17 years because I love product and I love when people use our product. And so during the first like two, three years, like we were doing well, people started using our product a lot. Uh, But I wasn't very happy because I was spending all my day with busy work. Like I was spending all my time with busy work. I was doing support, emails. Like my time wasn't uh, spent well because Mm -hmm. I wasn't actually doing, you know, really spending my time improving our product. Uh, Our team was working on it maybe. Like we were like two, three people at this point. Uh, But I wasn't really... Spending my time on what really matters, and that's like the you know making our product better, growing our product, and 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 I was spend all my day in emails, and right <laughs> at this moment something happened. Uh, Google actually came up with a competitive product, Google Forms came out, and I thought, okay, what am I gonna do now? Like because uh, you know uh, this is this is gonna be tough because. I'm not really putting all my, you know, all my uh, focus on my product because all my days uh, busy with busy work. I'm spending all my time with unimportant stuff. And now I'm competing with Google. Like uh, it's gonna be tough. Like, and I, that was a turning moment for me. And um, I decided I'm gonna, I'm gonna change something. And that was uh, basically automation. And I'm a I'm a developer. I'm a programmer. And, and I took like a, a programming course course on middle school and after that I it, that changed my life. Like I couldn't think anything else other than like, you know, uh, you know, making products, developing uh, you know, coding, things like that. And and I really care about automation. Like it's it's really uh, you know, I I, I can't see that everything can be automated. And um, that's when I decided, okay, here's the solution. If I can automate everything as much as possible, then I can actually, I don't, you know, Google doesn't have to beat us. Like I can actually spend my time on important things. And that's what I started doing. And uh, so I was spending all my day, HR, accounting, you know, ordering supplies for the office, legal, you know, support, emails, and you were doing started... everything
0: basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, I started with emails. Uh, basically, I built the system I, wa- I was talking about. I started building that priority system so that I'm spending less time on emails and I'm working on my emails by priority. Yeah. And I'm prioritizing my time on important things and saving my brain for the important things. And that made a huge difference difference. And I think that's the, that's the reason behind my success. And today so, Google did so, beat us, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Google there. firm
0: today is really, is really still basic. Yeah. So, so th- that bottleneck you mentioned is like the classic bottleneck when everything is tied around you and your head is like on day-to-day operations. You said something important here. You said, I started focusing on important things. Mm-hmm. What, what was the trigger? Because it's, it has to come from you. You have, you have to have like a, a breakthrough moment.
1: Yeah, I was, it's, it's, it's very easy to get like, uh, get in the middle of like all these things. Like it's, it's very yeah. easy to, it feels like that's the, that's business, right? That's business, like, yes, you know, you are doing business, but basically you're spending all your time with business. Uh, yeah. And, that's that's not great, that's not good, and there are actually you know books about this like the meat the meat book is about it says about like you should work on your business, not in your business, yeah, so you should be designing the systems, not be part of those systems, yeah. and if you are the basically the designers of your systems, that you can continuously improve those systems. But if you're just part of those operations, those systems, then it's just very easy to get lost there and it's it's hard to when you're in the middle of all these things that it feels like that's the right thing it's It feels like you know uh you are doing the right thing, and just time passes and your' your every day is busy, and uh next day you're busy again and again and again, and you are doing the similar things. But it's, again, we are back to the Eisenhower, Eisenhower matrix. There are, there are important things, there are urgent things, but most things are unimportant. And yeah. it's important that you focus on those important things. You give yourself time, you create time boxes like I did with the morning routine. You you create your time boxes so that you can work on the important stuff. Yeah. And rest of the stuff, uh, you try to delegate it. Uh, and in the book, uh, the Automate Your Business book that I just released a couple of weeks ago, I talk about exactly this, like how you are going to, how you should be building your systems, build, uh, refine, and iterate your systems. To be able to do that, you you start from the beginning. You discover your, your um, so there are three steps, divide and conquer, um, design, uh, design, and Implement uh, and build, refine and iterate your systems. So, mm-hmm. in the divide and conquer step, you need to like figure out how you how you are spending your time, like how you are uh, how you your time is spent. So, one of the things that uh, advice I offer in the book is like something called time audit. Uh, you can use your phones like alarm clock or something like that to like. Uh, notify you every top of the hour so that uh, you can make a note of how you spend that hour. And at the end of the week, you can actually have a spreadsheet of like what did you do last week? And uh, once you do that, you ask yourself two questions. Two questions. What should I spend my time on and what shouldn't I spend my time on? And the second yeah. question is more important. The things that you are spending your time on that are not really important are things that you should be delegating, that things that you should be automating first. Absolutely. And so you first figure those those things out. That's the divide and conquer step. And you uh, and just most of the time those those tasks are not like just one thing; they are part of a workflow. So workflows, like the problem with workflows is like they they make things really confusing. For example uh you're waiting for something from someone else uh you send an email to someone and they need to respond to you so you need to like do this step now and do the next step in like you know uh in two days uh so there are just so many things and workflows really confuse things because now you 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 have to think about like what else i need to do next and like so those things uh they are actually like making you stressful uh mm-hmm. making you worried about like completing things and um and when you don't complete things that like when you leave things in the middle, it's very stressful it's you're constantly thinking about that because you don't wanna forget that uh you need to complete them so uh so in the book, I talk about how you can create like workflow diagram so you can you actually understand what you're doing like. Like if you have a, let's say you have a client onboarding or, or employee onboarding, what, like, what is the steps you take? And sometimes it's not just a straight line. Sometimes it's like, there are like paths. That's why it's workflow. So if the client is this way, like asking about this, then you go to a different path. Uh, So once you create those workflow diagrams, once you understand how you are, how you spend your time and uh, t- the things that you shouldn't be spending your time on, the next step is design an implement step. And here you're yeah. actually designing your automations, how you design a, uh, a system automation so that uh, how, so that you can actually delegate those things, those workflows to automations. And we are living in such a great time. Uh, yeah. you and you say you, s- you say you yeah. say something,
0: again, very important when it comes to bottleneck. Is that it has to start from you? Yeah,
1: exactly. that's
0: exactly the first the first part: divide and conquer. It's, it's from you. The problem will it co- is always coming from you first because you are the engine of the company. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I think I think a great way to stop being the bottleneck in your in your business is to buy your book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't have to tell the whole book you can read it even <laughs> the audio version <laughs> you can listen to it
0: great i mean so i, yeah. I will uh, repeat the title of your book is automate your busy work do less achieve more save your brain for the big stuff uh, something tells me i haven't read it but something tells me like it's very practical very like like you've been all along this conversation yeah. uh just one more question for you uh, uh where can people find the book and uh, how can they contact you if they want to have more conversation with you
1: uh, so I have a website, uh, itakentang.com, my first name, last name.com, and uh, they can go there, they can contact me, they can uh, find the book there. They can also go to like M- M- Amazon or like Boston Noble, and my book is also available there and also on Audible, the title of the book, as I said, Automate Your Busy Work, and uh, feel free to contact me about anything, yeah
0: excellent well thank you very much for your time today thank you very much and thank you for listening if you love this show please leave me a a five-star review not a three-star five-star review please go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash interviews cracking the entrepreneurship code and follow the simple instructions it will help me inspire as many entrepreneurs and wannabe entrepreneurs as possible I'll see you next time. Bye for now.